Hey hi welcome to another episode of the Great African Caravan podcast Voices Beyond Borders this is me your host Churma Today is a special episode because we are celebrating the Pride month Today's episode is slightly different because uh, you'll not be listening to me <laughs> I know you're used to listening to my squeaky voice but today is slightly different We have with us uh, a recording from Sudan which our friends Ali and Shivi have sent it over to us so we'll be listening to it and it will give us a perspective on queer community life and culture of Sudan and hopefully you will like it so yes let's listen to it over to you Ali This is our first podcast in a series that we're doing on LGBT communities in different countries. Um, we're here in Khartoum in Sudan. Um, so first of all, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? What do you do for a living? Have you lived in Khartoum your whole life? What's your uh, story? Yeah, yeah. Like um, I was born and raised here in in Khartoum and I studied engineering. I was so passionate about it. I wanted to do something more about like uh you know eco-friendly kind mm. of cities and doing all that kind of stuff and then like afterward the things unfortunately like here in Sudan there isn't a lot of uh institutions that are focusing on kind of renewable energy resources and and eco-friendly kind of innovations to to toward like sustainable cities and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and meanwhile like the engineering field is very misogynist yeah. i used to volunteer a lot in in different uh, areas like education and health and now i'm more advocating for health rights and so on so yeah Amazing. great thank you so how do you identify uh i identify as gender non binary mm-hmm. or more toward gender fluid uh, i feel like my gender identity is, is is quite all over the place it depends <laughs> on the mood and uh yeah and usually i use like with people who are really close to me i prefer to use the pronoun she mm-hmm. uh but i'm very fine with she he like to me i couldn't see the fine line between this and that mm-hmm. like so yeah cool so non binary so yes. for me it's kind of a new term So do you want to tell me a little bit more about what non-binary is and what made you think that you identify with this? Yeah, I think like um this is the thing. Uh we used to have a lot of conversations about like how to identify with anything that gender non-conforming or under the umbrella of trans. Mm-hmm. So non-binary is under the umbrella of trans, but most of the people misconcept trans to be you have to transition from one gender to another. But with non-binary it can be one of many things depends on how a person is identifying mm. so what i'm saying is just like applying to who i am yes. and not to anyone else uh necessarily uh so basically it's when you don't see yourself as this as either a man or a woman or you see yourself as both but it's you don't like to be identified within the binary system mm. so this is where the non binary came from So I don't want to be a one of two. I can be the two, I can be neither of the two. I can be many other things that people are not aware of. Mm. And to me I'm like I'm both of them in like different kind of situation. 
And you also identify as a gay male, right? Oh, sorry. Uh, I identify my sexuality as queer. Queer, cool. Yeah, because uh, till recently, I feel like something with the sexuality, with the sexual orientation and with your gender identity, that like with each and every experience, you, le- you learn more about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so far, I tell people like, I'm attracted to anything that is not cis woman. <laughs> So like uh, yeah like, oh, oh yes I'm so sorry <laughs> so when did you realize that you're queer uh so and how yes yes <laughs> <laughs> like I think it's it took different stages since a very early age I think when I was four or five years ago like five years old when I used to go to to primary school mm. I used to have like this kind of a uh, crush on a lot of other kids. No, or maybe like specific kids. I remember like me going back from school. I used to cross by a house where they have like those three kids. One of them six years old, mm. eight and twelve, and I used to spend like five minutes just standing on the tips of my toes to look at them playing football <laughs> in their garden. So, but I never understood like what's happening. I just like find them really cute. Mm. I wish if we were friends. I wish if I spent more time with them. Why don't they study with us at the same school? <laughs> those kind of feelings but I could never like and it was very special so I don't have the same kind of attraction with my other friends mm. but like those specific boys I was like okay but nothing was fishy till I was 12 years old I remember I was um, with a friend we were watching porn <laughs> and then like during the porn I was like very focusing on the on the guy like the actor and like the poor actress she was just like doing a lot of efforts and I'm not paying attention <laughs> so and then I was like I was like okay what the, what what the fuck is happening there is something here like this is really weird because like my other friend was all making comments about like the girl and the boobs and I was like no no I'm not feeling comfortable so I went back home and I started like searching more mm. about like like what's going on what is it about and all this kind of stuff and I used to search in Arabic so all the results were really bad results mm. about like you know uh, like homosexuality is a disease that resulted by this and that and like and then they had a very specific description of the behavior of a homosexual, mm. which is like, yeah, and you feel like the person who's writing is laughing in the background, like, <laughs> after like, they say that. And none of it like fit me. And I was like, there is, this is completely nonsense. Mm. I don't feel like I relate to this person that they are describing. Mm. So I just like, I, I was feeling a little bit guilty, like till I was 14 about it. And then I decided to, maybe I should look for something different why I always search in Arabic maybe like I should search for like for the English version of it let me write gay instead of like writing like Shuzu's Jinsi in Arabic and all this kind of nonsense and then like when I wrote gay like it just popped up my face like all the gay people on Hollywood and like <laughs> all those very like people that I really love Ellen DeGeneres and Whoopi Gilbert and like all those like very beautiful people and I was like oh my god yeah. like we are so beautiful I'm one of those <laughs> yay <laughs> and since then I saw like looking more into it I saw looking more into the scientific part of it mm-hmm. like what was happening till 
like 1978 and 1985 until 1991 when like all like the international psychological association decided like this is not a disease this is a like a natural part of a human being and so on so when i was 16 it was completely okay with myself i accepted myself for, like fully and i decided to like i will not hide it i will not mm. keep it in i will like let it be whatever it is and if people accepted okay cool if they didn't that's their issue i'm comfortable with myself so being in a sudanese community what is the general view on people of the lgbtq um, community i think it really differs like unfortunately here in sudan the more urbanized you are the more cultured and educated you are the more close-minded you are because also it depends on what type of education you are receiving and what kind of exposure you are getting because i like when i go back to my hometown i could see like a lot of very queer people and gender non-confirming especially people who socially identified as men but like they their expression and gender roles are quite feminine you could see them they, they are fitting easily mm-hmm. and people are completely accepting them they always like stay with with women uh like with the women communities but then also they are very limited in their in 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 the expectation of the society toward them so they are always looked upon as those very poor men who will never get married because they are not fully men but here in in Khartoum in the in the capital you can find people who are more aggressive because the kind of exposure they have it's the exposure like from the mina region let's say um the kind of exposure that like for example in egypt there like the 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 issue of of being an lgbtqi plus person is heavily tackled in a very negative way so people here are more exposed to that so they take all the negative feedback mm-hmm. and then you can find on social media there is a lot of those videos of uh queer individuals being attacked in saudi arabia or whatever and then i don't know a month later you find the same thing happening in sudan or especially in Khartoum so like the community in Khartoum might be more um intolerant and aggressive toward like yeah. uh queer people more like people in the you know in in the rural areas mm. and you're out to your family right yes to my mom fully mm-hmm. um to my sisters we talk all the time about it but like they never ask the right question okay. so i always give them like half an answer for the wrong questions they ask <laughs> and um my dad is is not around so i don't know like if he aware but most of the time i keep telling people like only if he's blind mm. but like it's so obvious yeah. like it's so fucking obvious i'm yeah. so fucking old and i had never had a girlfriend and most of the time i act like a girlfriend so like what's happening Why do you think he doesn't want to know about it? I don't know, but I think it's more of I can't find this in 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 many Sudanese parents about many things mm. that they they prefer to be in that gray area of denial instead of confirming things, especially when deep within they know that the confirmation going to be the thing that they don't want to. Mm. This is one of the things that I always hear in my family in general when I like 
they find my behavior is odd and, and weird. It's like he had been always around Khawajas, like white people or Europeans <laughs> and Americans. And that's why he act like them. It's fine. It's fine. No. He's just a Khawaja. Let him do whatever he want to do. So like they, it's, I think to them it's more comfortable to have those kind of uh, excuses mm. than actually to, to realize that I am queer. And also it's not only I am queer, but I'm very comfortable with yeah. it. So why do you think they're making these excuses? Why do they not want to admit it? Why do they not want to make that step with you to be becoming more open and open-minded? Yeah, because because loving? I would not I would not be with them in the heavenly kingdom uh, of God, yeah. and I would be like in another place suffering, and they don't want to think about that, and they would do anything for me to be with them, even if it end up like killing me, like, and this is a lot of like you find this a lot like with with. Muslims and even a lot of uh, Christians were like they rather to torture the child and there is a possibility that it's going to be with them in heaven and instead of just let them be who they mm. are and it's surely they're going to be in hell so but surely know. they know that you're not going to change uh, yeah, uh, actually they don't bring a cotton blanket over no it, they you know? don't oh, okay. they don't this is the thing because the only uh, like the only version of truth that they have this is this is a disease or this is a sin this is a, like a, something that is done by the devil so if you fold the devil if you try if you seek help from god you're going to be saved hmm. this is this is the only version they have and this is what i'm trying to to prove to them because also the conversation i had with my mom she was like why you didn't tell me earlier we could have hmm. found a solution i told her first of all there is no issue to find a solution for and second of all, anything that's going to cross your mind that it can be like some sort of a, a, a solution. If like going back to God on all this nonsense mm. or like going to a psychiatric or whatever, like even science or like the religion or whatever, both of them, they will not lead to anything because I tried everything. Mm. And believe me, most of them in, from the beginning, I knew it would not work, but I just did it for the sake to silence people when mm. it's time for them to suggest those kind of things. So yeah, they unfortunately they think there is a solution, but there isn't. Right. And they don't have anyone to tell them that there isn't. So you think religion, the prevalence of religion in Sudan has got a big impact on people coming out or coming to terms with themselves? It's very funny because um, it's not religion itself, but it's how religion is interpreted. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know, I could see I'm I'm. I don't identify as a Muslim agnostic and but like in in the Sufist communities I could see how tolerant Sufis are but then in the Sunnis communities like there is it's not negotiable it's it's something else because Sufis are more about like the spirit Mm. and they go beyond the body and beyond the like the genders and all this kind of stuff and God is love and like this is very sparkly life (laughs) And like it's they are very gay and everything the way they dance the way they dress up and everything so i feel like it's it's a more safe space and sudanese like historically since islam came to sudan very recently mm. like three centuries ago yeah, yeah. Uh, it was they they were mostly sufis but then in the last uh 35 years the people had been trying to put more of like a Sunni Salafist influence mm-hmm. in Sudan and yeah th- this is like two generations you have that they've been fed by all this uh, like Sunni Salafist ideologies 
where there is a huge segregation between men and women mm. and like men should never come closer to women because women is something degrading and women should be hidden and all this kind of stuff so you have this kind of very aggressive society against anything who is not alpha male mm. for men and then women should be hidden anyway so like women are not recognized mm. but men have to be really men like woo kind of men so yeah it's it it depends literally on which what kind of islam do you have in your country and like how is it interpreted the community that you have or the, your support network are they mainly male is it harder for women to come out or do you have a lot of queer, uh, I, queer female friends or what's yeah that? i actually i have a lot of like uh, i have a lot of queer uh women as friends and and actually like allies and supporters most of them are women mm. Um, it's been scientifically proven that women are more tolerant uh, and supportive toward queer people than mm. men um, to many of the reasons because like they can recognize the same struggle the same kind of marginalization and so mm. on and so on so I do have a lot of, of like women supportive uh, kind of community mm. uh, but yeah also it's so hard for women to express themselves in a country and under a regime where there's almost no spaces for women like all the laws that have been generating in this country even if some people at the first instant they see it as something positive for women that actually it's trying to limit women's spaces in in public spheres and and it's trying to make men more outraged about okay what are you doing as a woman outside and women are seen as a like a tool of reproductivity so like you're the your only purpose in life is to bring babies so if you're a lesbian then what the fuck like you have no purpose in life uh so yeah it's it's way much tougher for for women of course and no matter how i try to to explain i could never tell because I have the privilege of appearingly being a man, mm. so I can never explain what kind of marginalization that women face. Yeah. And yeah. do you guys have any like queer spaces or places to hang out? Uh, not. You don't have to name any names. No, yeah, not necessarily. Uh, but there's like it's not like this place is like tagged as a queer place. Yeah. But, like there is those places where where queer people feel more comfortable in, mm. uh, like. Uh, for men there is endless choices of course mm. but for women there is like you can you can find certain cafes mm. where people are more comfortable with you being different or like like the kind of uh, people who go to those places are like they are exposed enough and then also some people try to create their own spaces so if someone got lucky and they can own their own house then they can host an event every now and then like every weekend i meet some friends in a certain place either in a house and or in, in a like a, a i don't know like an ice cream place or something mm-hmm. where everyone is very loud and very queer and very comfortable and are people suspicious of that no they just find us again they just find us like you know those the kids who've been raised outside of like sudan like those are like the khawajas again (laughs) all this kind of things oh look at the girls smoking cigarettes (laughs) and the boys mingling and like all this kind of stuff and they look at us like those odd like uh uh you know raised abroad kind of kids kind of thing that's really interesting so it's kind of like people who are more well-traveled yeah people who have been to 
the northern hemisphere. They're yeah, more exactly. In a way. Yeah, if you if you speak English, like okay, then it's this is this is just this. Like uh, this is it. But if if I was like just speaking Arabic and just Sudanese accent, it would be more more tougher for me to be comfortable. Okay. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Because again, because people have a specific stereotypes of where you were raised and how it influenced your behavior. Mm-hmm. So it can be more like accepted or tolerated if yeah. I appear to be raised somewhere else, and I'm from a specific class to be more soft, mm-hmm. more feminine. Because oh, he was raised in a very soft and 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 feminine like mm-hmm. area or like country or whatever. Than being just here in Sudan, there is no reason for you to be soft. Mm-hmm. You should be really tough and aggressive and manly. Uh, not necessarily, but this is the expectations of people because of what, like, it's a tough country economically, mm. politically, and, and in, in almost every aspect is really tough country. So yeah. you are forced to be tough. So if you are not tough, that, there is, that means there is something wrong with you, which is like, that means you are faggot immediately. Mm. Like, in that case, they have one, one version of the truth. If you are fully Sudanese, raised and born in Sudan, and then you are feminine, then you are a faggot. But like, if you are appears to come from another country, then you might be a lot of other things. You're mm-hmm. just like a Khawaja or whatever. So is there a queer movement? Uh, kind of on, uh, yeah, regionally there is, mm-hmm. which always like influence on the movement in Sudan. And yeah, we can say that, yes. There is, there is a level of awareness happening and people are trying to advocate. And how are they doing that? Uh, I think mainly through social media. <clears throat> like, I think you can find a lot of social media platforms where people are having conversations. Mm. Or maybe on, on smaller scale where it's among friends and so on. And I think also like I can see myself more in an individualistic level where... I advocate among my friends and my friend advocate among their friends and in my working space and small all this steps. kind of places. Yes, it's like it's more of a like a snowball technique, you know, with with, ev- with each round, like it's get bigger and yeah. bigger. But yeah, I'd like again uh, being a human rights activist in Sudan is already like a, a crime. Mm. So in its basic essence, like, you know, for people to access health services of education and good food so imagine if you went like to the other level when you are advocating for sexual rights yeah. and and abortion rights and 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 all this kind of things then just those the things that the kind of the society and the government are against mm. so it's it's gonna be a big issue so i don't think at this point there is a very solid uh like spread uh, level kind of activism or advocation for LGBTQI plus rights in Sudan yet. Okay. But eventually, like, we are in the stage where people are aware and they are trying to figure out the, the right dynamics to do it. Mm. So, yeah. Nice. Um, so you mentioned that you're a human rights activist. What's the sort of thing that you do? How do you... Do you protest? Do you give talks? Do you give workshops? What's this yeah, it's like, uh, like in my work, we more develop like some sort of uh, trainings to to approach like the service providers uh, in in different like levels, either like if 
lawyers and people in the legal mm. perspective or like uh, health service providers and so on about the kind of basic rights for mm. everyone to access those kind of services and it's more in the area of yeah like reproductive rights mm. the rights of accessing uh, family planning contraceptions yeah. and so on like the kind of very to be ethical and to ensure like an and good quality service to people in general yeah cool nice so the the situation with the LGBT community here it's illegal right it's yeah. illegal yeah so apps like Grindr uh, is it restricted or no because know, people are not or? aware of it Oh wow! So it's just slipping under the rug. Yes, like <laughs> unlike unlike the situation with Egypt, it's Egypt. You could you could hear the name Grinder on like like sitcoms and mm. and in news and like the police is in Grinder to mm. arrest people through Grinder. Mm. But in Sudan, they got no clue what Grinder is. Wow. I can be on Grinder in the bus. People are looking and they got no clue what is this that I'm like what this. <laughs> yellow and blue app that I'm working on. And yeah. do you know anyone that's ever been kind of found out from these sorts of things from apps or I wonder, but there is this kind of fear, that yeah. constant fear that for example with sharing pictures, people never put their pictures on their profile. Mm. But then whenever like you ask someone and, and always the other person's like, No, you sent first. No, you sent first. Okay. And then there is like yeah, a lot of my friends complain to me like with okay, do you know this account? And I said, like, no, what happened? And they said, like, oh, he asked me to send my picture. And then he's, like, as soon as he sent, they blocked me. So as if, like, maybe they know me. Mm. Maybe it's someone from the family. Mm. To me, I was, like, always, like, hey, hooray, someone from the family. Because what would they do with it? Mm. And actually, a lot of people had been blackmailed. What is it going to be like if, someone sees two men or two women holding hands down the street no here in Sudan it's very okay. normal I know the that, whole that's street true. This but, okay sorry not holding hands <laughs> kissing oh my days honey kissing in general okay. like two men yeah. two women man and a woman a man and a cat a woman and a dog <laughs> anything that involves mouth in this country no 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 I remember because in my family it's 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 very okay to kiss people like on the cheek yeah and then I was once meeting my cousin at, at um, now she's gonna know who I am. <laughs> I was meeting my cousin oh, at the, <laughs> I was meeting my cousin at like where she works. And then I was going in for a kiss and she was like, no, 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 I'm at work. You got no clue how those people think. And like, yeah, it's like you, can, you cannot do that in general. Okay, so what happens? What happens? Okay. It depends, like, who is around you. Yeah. Like... If people see that there is a gay couple or a lesbian couple there, is there anything that can happen? I think it's more it's more comfortable for two men or two women to be touchy-feely in this country than a man and a woman. Mm. And it's more easier to yeah. access uh, to access spaces, uh, like private spaces, for two individuals from the same gender or the same sex mm. than, like... To, people from the opposite gender and sex mm. so it like two women can easily be like being hugging each other for a long while or kissing on the cheek between women it's okay no between men it's not fine it's weird like okay. Sudanese men don't kiss in the cheek but also still if you are kissing on the cheek it's like people are gonna be like we don't know which part from Sudan they yeah. are yeah uh, so but like a man and a woman 
that can be a big disaster. If mm-hmm. like a police officer spotted you, you will be lashed. Uh, you will wow. be taken to the uh, like the police station. You have to pay a fine. You can be lashed up to forty lashes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, especially for women, like because those kind of morality laws and what's called the public order law, it's targeting women specifically with a dress code, with their behavior in public, and all this kind of things. Wow. Is there any uh, anything you'd like to say about Sudan and the LGBT community? Is there any advice you'd like to give to people who maybe are going through uh, understanding their sexual orientation and stuff like that? Uh, I think, yes, there, there is many, many things. There is, uh, I think one of the most important things that people ha- have to be fully understand, there isn't such... A unified one virgin absolute story or fact or situation or whatever mm. it it really it differs from one person to another it differs from where you are if if we are if I'm talking directly to to the Sudanese queer community like or even if I'm talking to the people from who are like from the other side mm. you know like people and like in the like global north or like people from any other like cultural dynamics that's not similar to Sudan because there isn't such a thing even as the Sudanese cultural fabric yeah. it differs it's really different there isn't a one version of the truth not all Sudanese are like really oppressed and and they are not able to accept themselves because I've been into communities where it's very okay to be feminine mm though yet it's within boundaries like in like either if either you are a wedding singer or like a cook that you cannot progress beyond that and there is some places where immediately you're going to be killed if they figure it about you and in some places and that all within sudan yeah where it's okay for you in your youth to do that with men all the time but as the moment you get married you should never do that again and it really differs and also to to other queer people in Sudan or, and or even around the world where they are still struggling with accepting themselves for different reasons if it's for for the society the society will never find you 100% perfect no matter how hard we try to please people around us they will always find something wrong about us so to hell with them like <laughs> i'm like just be yourself be comfortable in your skin and 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 you don't have to keep changing and, and acting and and putting mask upon a mask upon a mask to to try to please people because mm. unfortunately it never works and it's not because there is something wrong with you but because somehow we operate that way we feed on people weaknesses and we feed on like finding things wrong about people because we don't want to focus on the things that are wrong about us or what we think it's wrong about people and what we think it's wrong about us and and if it's if it's because of religion unfortunately not being a religious being a not religious person i cannot i cannot give any kind of satisfied answer mm-hmm. but if really god loves you and merciful i don't think he would hate you because or she or they i don't know what god is mm-hmm. like hates you because you you experience and feel love toward others mm-hmm. and to everyone who thinks it's a period and it's going to change i'm sorry to tell you it's not 
Mm. It's not changing anytime soon. Unfortunately, also that society is not changing anytime soon, but we are working on it. But at least there is a possibility that the society is going to change, but our sexual orientation and gender identities, they are part of us. They are not, mm-hmm. they are not reversible, they are not changeable, or why, why did we choose them then? Mm. So, yeah. Great. Yeah, and, and go look more into positive stuff and look at all those amazing people who accepted themselves and they are leading the world today. And yeah, it doesn't mean because we are different from what the society wants us to be that mean we're going to be failure mm. because we literally leading the world <laughs> at this point. So yeah, yeah, just look more into it and learn more about it. It's, it's such a beautiful sight. Also, like, I think people before like for for the society as a whole before you decide to to judge those strangers that you you think they are really far away from you it might really be someone around you that you're really harming it can be like a teacher a student uh, i don't know like a patient who comes commonly to your to your clinic or a doctor that you always go to or brother or sister even a husband or a wife uh, who is part of this community and the reason that they are not they are not speaking up because it's because all the comments that they hear around them that they feel they will never be welcomed so before you judge people before you think it's okay to have a joke about that very faggot feminine guy or that butch woman who is quite masculine or whatever that you might be harming someone around you mm. because yeah it's almost a there have to be someone in your circles who is queer and they are afraid to speak up because you are making it harder for them. Mm. So please don't be like a safe space to people. Be be considerate before you say anything. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank and you. We really appreciate how open you've been. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. It's really a pleasure. Cool. It's um, It's really been a pleasure to listen to you speak, especially in maybe a climate like this where you know it's it's illegal for you to be homosexual or illegal for you to be of a different sexual orientation and i think your bravery to speak out i think that's such a positive thing so hopefully i will not be like i will not be killed after this and if i got killed my blood is on your hands i know we're gonna take as many precautions as possible to keep you keep your privacy and we really respect that so yeah thank thank you you so so much. much yeah I'm, I'm really thankful for such an opportunity and yeah I hope you guys liked it and uh, if you like listening to things like this if you are interested in various topics from across the borders so please subscribe to this podcast and download you can listen to it on various platforms Uh, Just search in Voices Beyond Borders and there you go. This episode was uh, produced by Shivi Bhatnagar. Big ups to Shivi. Till next time, bye-bye.